0: Well, all right, welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you right here from the premier East Valley Institute of Technology. One of the, well, I'm just going to tell you people, world renowned skills are happening right here. Automotive technician welding. I think they got baking if you want to learn how to be a baker if you're into fashion it's right here the east valley institute of technology Ranch nation you guys know we're family we're big time family and and we do thank you for hanging with our tribe every week honored susie sockets and i are honored to hang with you if you're new to the show Uh, We take you on a journey every week and uh, celebrate the automotive industry. All you motor car enthusiasts. All you mechanics and technicians hanging out in the bay, we appreciate you guys. Get back to work, okay? It's the end of the day. you got to finish up that work. That's what it's about. Susie, what are you doing, girl? Welcome to the show, girl. Hey
1: there, Frank. Busy, busy, busy today. But you know what you forgot to mention?
0: I probably did something.
1: Award-winning Ranch Nation. Oh,
0: girl, we got to tell the people. Yeah, yeah. All right, big shout-out to women in auto care. Now, last week, people, we went to hang at Apex, uh, which is the biggest uh, automotive aftermarket parts expo. In Vegas. In Vegas, this big industry thing, which is kind of the little sister or brother (laughs) of SEMA. Yes, now, we didn't go to SEMA because that's a whole other country over there. <laughs> but Apex was pretty cool. We went there to receive an award from the women in auto care. Let's clap, Susie. Yeah, so Yay. cool. Yeah. So we thank you guys listening and hanging with us every week. I mean, we're family. It's we're not just Susie and I singing in the shower, although sometimes we believe that. We're singing it to ourselves. You guys have been with us over 178 shows, and we do thank you guys for being part of a great community so this award from the Women Auto Care is dedicated to you. Yes. You listening right now, turn it up cuz we got a show. I need to introduce the show topic. Yes. I've had people tell me, "Well, Frank, you wait too long to introduce the show topic." <laughs> well, every week, we, do you know I tell you, man, we we you know globally, internationally, we just seek out talent that have an amazing story. We seek out individuals that are tenacious that haven't given up. They've been in the mud. They've been in the muck. And they didn't give up. And they showed up every day. Well, how about I tell you? 2019 Top Alcohol Dragster World Champion, Miss Megan Meyer, is going to come hang with me. I want you guys to hang out with us. She is no stranger to life in a fast lane. Ms. Was that Ma- a pun? No, man. Okay. Megan Megan grew up around the sport of drag racing uh, back in 04. People are happy to tell you. She started when she was 10 years old. So a lot of my 10-year-olds listening <laughs> get started because Megan's going to come on and tell us she's 2019 champ. Um, of course, she was given the opportunity to get behind the wheel of a junior dragster and showed up and showed up and showed up and showed up and, showed up. and little by little she carved out, well, recently yeah. in Charlotte. You guys can catch that on YouTube, uh, the well-respected Coughlin Jr. They were side-by-side and Megan won and took the champion. That is so she cool. So she's a champ. She's going to be joining us. I'm excited. Uh, she's had multiple wins with junior dragster. I know we have some junior dragster folks uh, listening. Uh, she took the NHRA four wide national uh, as a winner. That's an interesting gig. We got to ask her about the four wide. That's that's four yeah, of these. That's huge. Well, top few, you got 40,000 horsepower going screaming, racing down a track. It's craziness. <laughs> but, uh, we're shaking in the garage, girl. I mean, what you got? Well, cooking? you know, I mean, I here's say, the you thing. Know.
1: You know, so we get a lot of people that come through the garage. If you, I think we should take the time to do a shout out, Frank. I think Let's so. Let's do many of them. Wait,
0: we need to create rules for That's the shout That's right. Out.
1: So if you want a shout out, you'll need to come out to the garage. Oh. Right? They don't have to spend money with us. No, just come get a hug. Maybe a cup of coffee and walk away with a, oh, ma- a we'll... dog magnet.
0: Yeah, we'll give you some hugs, people. So listen, this is the deal. You want a shout out? Come yes, down to they desert. Want sh-
1: they want a shout out.
0: Desert Car Care, Chandler. You don't need to spend any money. We just want to see you, your pretty face, and give you a big hug. That's and then right. we get you a shout out. So give the shout out.
1: That's right. So we got Nate Resendez came yeah, in baby. with a frontier. We have Tony Forer, beautiful Corvette Stingray today. Oh, we got to talk about the Stingray. Oh yeah, that was gorgeous. Go ahead. You want to talk? Well, about yeah, it? Well
0: yeah, I want to tell the folks. Get on a Ranch Nation Facebook. We posted up uh, just a gorgeous Corvette Stingray. Uh, and we'll talk about the technical on that. Go yeah, ahead.
1: absolutely. We got Jose Macias in North Carolina. Just gave, just had a baby boy. Yeah, Jose. Is He's a, a new daddy. Yep, He's new daddy. a new
0: daddy. Oh, you got your night set for you, baby.
1: <laughs> we also have Fred and Mary Barber from Kodiak, Alaska, who owns the Old River Inn. Um, I love that. It's a vacation destination for hunting and fishing. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. And then we also have the salon spot listening to us
0: today. Yeah, baby. I'm, listen, I'm not going to Alaska right now.
1: Well, it's cold, Frank.
0: I'm going to summer. That's, That's why they're go.
1: here in Arizona.
0: All right. Let's get back to that Corvette. Right, that Corvette. The Stingray. So what happens? A lot of mechanics. What happens? We get glossy-eyed. Yeah. Our stomachs are churning. We get by the water cooler, and we drool over some beautiful, beautiful you know, I wonder if doctors do that. If, if Kim Kardashian came in on the surgery table.
1: Why well, you, Why you got to go, why you gotta go to Kim I'm Kardashian? Trying.
0: I like Kim Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you get a beautiful, gorgeous vehicle. Mm-hmm. So mechanics, he, he's got to stay serious. He's got to get into business. <laughs> <laughs> but in all reality, we're all drooling because we just love what we do, but we love what we work on. Oh, sure. I mean, straight up. Once in a while, yeah, we get bored. We got a Kia Rio. Sorry, Kia reel. <laughs> but- this Corvette came in, and I want to speak to you performance people out there driving. Maybe you got to drive a Supra. My Highline vehicles, you need to pay attention on a regular basis to your tires. These are performance tires. So the fellow came in, and he was averaging about twenty-five, twenty-seven thousand 27,000 miles on these tires. You're talking $1,100, $1,400 expensive tires. He said, man, I'm going through tires. I said, well, come on in. Check it out. He says, Well, maybe we need to check the alignment. I said, Yeah, that's a good approach. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, immediately, and I'll speak to you guys going out to get an alignment. A lot of you guys have a low profile vehicle. Not every garage has an alignment rack. And I'm not knocking this, but just be aware of it. You want to ask a very important question if you have a low profile vehicle will my car fit and roll on that alignment rack? It's very important. A lot of the older, dated racks, what's lifting the car, The ramps, Mm -hmm. they've got to cheat. You know, you got to put blocks. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but this Corvette was sitting nice. Factory, lowered, regular stock, and we had the rack for it, so asked for that. The second thing he he asked about is tires, so we did the research on this. If you drive a performance vehicle, you're going to go through tires. I'm sorry. You're going to pay for them tires. Why is that, though? Well, they're softer tires. Okay. Sidewalls are thinner. I'm sorry, you're going into turns like a maniac. You got horsepower. You're going through tires. Right. You're going to spend on tires. So in order to minimize that, the rule of thumb with an average car is once a year, I'm going to check my alignment. Mm -hmm. If I'm off-roading or such, I'm going to do that more frequent. If I own a performance vehicle that includes my Mercedes family, a lot of you Mercedes folks, those tires are expensive, twice, maybe three times a year. At least check it. At least check it. And then absolutely... Two more things. Tire pressure is key, baby. You've got to keep the tire pressure square. Um, In his case, he had inner tread wear. um, And I I thought, well, there's a couple things. Tire pressure issues and maybe lack of rotations. He claimed that he stayed on it. So in a case like this, he was out of alignment. What we do, because we had suspect history, and I want you guys to do the same thing, invite yourself back to the garage for an immediate follow-up, right? And check it again. Because, again, you want to preserve those tires. Those tires can get yeah. expensive. So I hope that helps you out with the alignments. Uh, it's very important. I know a lot of you don't even, you're like, Frank, what's an alignment? <laughs> well, go get an alignment. <laughs> Listen, man, if you bought those expensive sneakers, a $200 pair of sneakers, and you walked all crooked, you're going to wear your shoes out. It's the same thing with your tires. Keep them straight, people. Yes. What's happening in the world, Suze?
1: Well, let's see here. How much are you willing to pay for an office parking space?
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: When was the last time you had to pay for a parking space?
0: Uh downtown. Downtown. Uh, I was in New York. Okay. Um, stuff got stupid expensive. Okay. And you just do it. I mean, you go to New York as a tourist, you better bring some money.
1: <laughs> but it's a convenience, right? You <laughs> I mean, you get a parking spot for convenience. My wife
0: complains. My wife will actually go and try to seek out. I'm like, honey, there's no parking. <laughs> She'll drive. You, and she's good driving. I I so you see that part. She's around forty dollars. So, well, <laughs> you we're going to the concert. You got to do the thing. How you-
1: funny. Would you believe there was actually a parking spot in Hong Kong that actually sold for four times the price of a luxury apartment in New York?
0: Those people are crazy. Over now,
1: there. this guy in Hong Kong at the center actually paid a whopping Hong Kong $7.6 million, which is, with the exchange rate, 969000 American
0: dollars. What's wrong with these people? they throw money at a parking space.
1: You believe that? The I don't most know expensive parking spot
0: well I know in Saudi Arabia some of the uh, United Arab Emirate countries when you've made it you get out of you get a vanity plate and the less numbers or symbols I guess out there on the plate yeah so if you have if you're the dude running around on your license plate let's say you're running around a nice Lamborghini okay and you have one digit or number or symbol in there I, you've made it wow if you have two numbers you've made it three numbers even the less the numbers are the more and we're talking like i understand like seven figures to get these vanity plates yeah but as far so as so now it, your status i don't care we yeah. can't like you know we're thinking about well I get pay taxes i got child support to so me you guys like i can't even imagine but if you've made it you're making a million a week that's you're sitting crazy. fat what do you do you go out and get you a one digit license yeah, plate. yeah but if
1: you have a one digit number license plate there's only nine options
0: <laughs> well, you pay for that. Now, I, I, Hong Kong, I thought you were going to go with Hong Kong because they, they've had some serious uh, protest. Chinese government says, we don't care. We're not budging. They're having some problems. With police. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say, because you mentioned Hong Kong. It's like, I'm not parking in Hong Kong. I went my car <laughs> messed up. But uh, that's interesting. That's Isn't fascinating. It? That is just incredible. I want to tell you before we wrap to next break and bring on the talented uh, 2019 Top Alcohol Dragster Champion, Megan Meyer. All of you out there driving the Challengers and the Chargers, I have some breaking news. Well, it's five days old. Dodge has issued a recall. Now, it's a small, tiny, teensy-weensy recall, but I want you Dodge Challengers and Charger owners to just double-check. 173 cars were recalled because they put the incorrect wheels on at the factory. What year? Well, it does. Let's see what it says. Recall announced October 24th. Affected cars have their front wheels replaced free. They put the wrong wheels on people. Oh no! Uh, manufactured between May twenty eighth, so five of twenty eight through September twenty fifth. List of vehicles affected include one hundred and eleven Chargers and sixty two Challengers. Oh my! Somebody got it wrong.
1: What do you? How do you think? Putting they put wrong a mini.
0: put putting minivan tires <laughs> on the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it does go on to say uh, all with a specific high gloss black wheel and brake package. Should not have been an available option, blah, blah, blah. It's a minority. Check it. I want you, look, that's a Charger and a Challenger. Those are beautiful rides.
1: So how did they find that out? Somebody go in for an alignment and that says, ah, well, your alignment's off because Probably. you've got minivan tires on. The way it on.
0: goes is, I mean, they go to the marketplace. Sure. Whether it's the consumer complaining or they see an uptick of phone calls from a kid. <laughs> hey, uh, that's a problem, right here. <laughs> so they do change the designs. If it's a safety issue where, you know, people are are, are life-threatening kind of thing, you know, then that's a... That's a big safety recall. There, you can even park your car. But check your tires out. Listen, man, hang out with us, guy, man. We, we take you guys on a wonderful journey. Honored, honored, and privileged to have first woman top alcohol dragster world champion, Miss Megan Meyer. Next, stay tuned, Nation. Bolt On Technologies automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt On technology software. Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Ranch Nation family. Big shout out uh, to all of our replay listeners if you're catching this on the podcast. You mechanical maniacs rock. We always appreciate you. Of course, you can catch the replays. Uh, on the weekend, and a big shout out to KFNX on Saturday morning. As you're cutting your grass, you're hanging out with us. We so appreciate celebrating the show, and uh, appreciate you tuning in. Um, WrenchNation TV. You know, I mentioned this to you people. Get on there. All my all my mechanical uh, industry types, uh, mechanics, welders. So get on there. Put your email. We're not going to spam you. Please put your email. Get our weekly newsletter uh, introduction to uh, what we've got going on, not only in the garage but in the industry. WrenchNation Uh, where we've covered uh, a slew of great topics, so we invite you to get on over there. Uh, As the award-winning 2019 Top Alcohol Dragster Champion, Megan Meyer, since the age of 10, has meant business. She's raced with the grit and zeal of a seasoned veteran. She grew up around the sport of drag racing. As the oldest daughter of renowned championship-winning driver and team owner, Randy Meyer. Ms. Megan Meyer, welcome to the show, girl hello
2: thanks for having me on we
0: are honored to have you on and um susie i think we need to ask miss megan how was that charlotte run what were the nerves like oh yeah
2: oh man it was crazy um you know i was having the most nerves on going into second round was was so much more nerve wracking than going into the final round and that's because And second round, I had to race against Sean Cowie, who was number two in points. He was only 12 points ahead of me um, going into the Charlotte race. Wow. And he he was, um, you know, the first person that could take me out of the championship. And, you know, it was just fate that we had lined up to race against each other in second round. And um, I had put up a video on my Facebook page right before that run that was late on Saturday night. And I was just so nervous. And I never get nervous when I race because I've been doing it for so long. You know, it's just like it's a discipline. Yeah, it's a
0: discipline. (laughs) But tell us a little deeper in that. We know that, you know, as you're ranking up, uh, you know, second round. Oh, my goodness. Here's the last round. Where's your mindset? I mean, how do you the, the stomach's turning? You're disciplined. You've been doing this. A lot of it's repetitive. It's it's, you know, where's your mindset at? how do you take yourself out of that?
2: Yes. So um, I have to give all the credit to my best friend, Mia Tedesco, who is also um, a female world champion in in HRA. Nice. And so she had won a couple years prior to this year. And so she was texting me, giving me all the advice that I needed. And I don't think I would be able to have done as well if it wasn't for her because she was telling me, stay out of your head. Remember that they are chasing you. Don't chase them. you know, don't chase yourself going into eliminations with each round. Remember that you're the points leader for a reason. So just keep it up. Do what you've done all year long, you know, and just focus.
0: You know what I find and, it interesting, I find that interesting because a lot of what we do as a sort of pattern, including failures, mm-hmm. right? We say, okay, I failed. That's a, that's, that's kind of a notch in our, in our experience. And you, you reflect on it and say, you know what? I've been through a lot. I got this.
1: Yeah. It sounded like a lot of positive affirmation is what she's But you still, you. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: still a brick of nerves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I was like shaking. I was so nervous racing in Charlotte, but oh man, it was just, you know, just happy tears what we actually finished the race on monday because we got rain on sunday when you couldn't race then so you know just happy tears from us all the crew guys my parents oh man it was such a special day yeah
0: big shout out uh you guys check out uh, randymeyerracing.com meyer racing.com you'll find the team you'll you'll check out results and points yeah. and uh garage some of the behind the scenes uh, we want to support our race family randy Meyer racing.com take us back 10 years old uh, you're 10 years old and here you are dad's in the garage and he's racing the family's racing had it always been i got this man this is what i want to do did you did you ever feel like nah, i want to try something different
2: not really not i knew really. That racing <laughs> was kind of what i wanted to that do was it. Yeah. um yeah so i had um a couple of cousins that are older than me And that's really how we got started in the junior dragsters, so watching them race. And and back then, the age limit was 8 years old, and now they've lowered it to 5 years old to be able to race junior dragsters. So um, we had to wait until my little sister Rachel was 8, and she's 2 years younger than me. So that's why I got started when I was 10. And, you know, just watching my cousins do it and go into the racetracking out with them while they got to race, it was so cool. And my uncle is the reason why my dad got started in drag racing in the first place. So it's just so cool that even to this day, my cousin and uncle still race with us. And they race in different class of NHRA, but they still travel to a lot of the events and especially local ones. So it's so cool that we're still in it to this day yeah so I mean cool. it's you
0: gr- you grow up in it you know I have a question megan you're, you're very inspirational to a lot of a lot of youngsters. One of the things that we get asked a lot, whether it's in the garage or you know we do remotes or in in studio calls, things like that, is you know i don't I don't come from that background. How do I break in now for those listening, if they're not in a raised family, I mean what what advice would you give them to to sort of break in how would how would they start?
2: Yeah, and I get that question asked a lot too. So, you know, we got started by just going out and finding a pair of junior dragsters that were for sale. And um we got a pair from uh, two brothers that were getting aged out of the class. They were teenagers. They, you know, didn't want to do it anymore. And so they were um just some used race cars that we bought. And Bought, you know, all the, the tools, the starter, everything that we needed to run a junior dragster because we obviously had, didn't have any of this stuff. And so, um, so, you know, we just bought it and it's not very expensive at all. And then, you know, we just go to the track and test and test and test. And then we got our licenses. And then just start racing and just build relationships with all the other families and parents there that could help us out, that have been doing it and could give us advice. You know, it's really just as simple as go to the racetrack and make friends with everyone there that's racing, the track owners and operators, the crew guys that are there working on the track. And then, you know, just get to know if there's someone that's aging out, if it's a junior dragster that you need, or if it's... You know, maybe someone in a, in a bigger class that they don't want to drive anymore, but they don't want to get rid of their car and they'll open up the driver's seat to someone to rent the ride from them. And that's what we do with um, our second car, where we have drivers like Julie and Matt and Camry that come in a couple times a year and hop in one of our cars and drive. So, you know, just the biggest thing is just to build relationships with the people in your community that are racing,
0: I mean, that's well said right there. I mean, a lot of you listening right now that have an interest, you know, we're we're talking, you know, running fast down a track, NHRA kind of thing, alcohol dragsters, junior dragsters, but you, you just got to get in there at that entry level. And I like what you said, Megan. It's not like you went out and bought a – you weren't gifted a brand new. Like, part of used and stuff is you got to tinker. So I imagine you do – I know you got a great team, and we're going to give them shout-outs here in a minute, but I imagine you tinker on that rail. Do, do you work on the rail? You tear it apart?
2: Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. Um, You know, especially whenever my dad, you know, I kind of say it in our story that my dad pretty much gave us the keys to the and trailer as soon as I turned 16 and got my driver's license and said, Here you go. You can take care of the the junior dragsters while I'm going to go race and do NHRA. And so, you know, ever since then, we had to learn how to do everything on our own from changing clutches, setting the idle all that stuff in a junior dragster. is very easy to maintain versus what we're doing now in top alcohol dragster where we have to have a three or four person crew just to work on the car. Um, you know, it was so cool to be able to build that experience. And You know, we did everything from even like polishing the wheels and all that stuff. We did, my sister and I did everything on our own cars because that's just how, you know, my dad learned how to race was just do it and figure it out. And that's how he um, taught us. He kind of just like threw us in the fire for that. So, um, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why today we're still so dedicated to this war, is because we've invested so much time into learning. All the different aspects that go into the different cars that we race. So yeah. I wish
1: I had a friend like you when I was ten, because <laughs> when I was riding bikes and catching grasshoppers, you would have been my best friend, saying, "Come on, Susie, let's go, let's go find a junior car." I would have been all over that.
0: Well, she would have had you catching grasshoppers <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. uh, Megan, you you hit two hundred eighty three miles per hour as uh, fastest sportsman female. You're out and about. You're not in uniform. You're just hanging out. Maybe you're at a, a non-industry event. Do you get do you get people saying, "No, you can't be an NGK driver." You ever get people that kind of doubt what you do? Or during the last few years of sort of carving out your experience, and you ever get that like people just don't believe that you could actually be behind the wheel and make so much? Accomplishment? Yes. And I ask yeah. you that because there are a lot of our listeners that in social settings it's uncomfortable like they're great at you know on the track on the field uh as a musician a young musician but when they're in social settings they they want to be humble but they don't want to come across like what are you crazy you know who i am <laughs> so speak to speak to our folks about that i think that would be valuable
2: yes unfortunately we do get that and um you know, a lot of it is just outside of the industry, but I do still get some comments like that inside of the industry, especially like if someone sees the car and then they see me and then they're like, no way you can drive that. Like you're too young or you know, you're a girl, stuff like that. And it's like, no, like the car doesn't know how old you are or what your gender is.
0: Good you know, point.
2: it's all it matters is that you can drive and there's so many, you know, um, I wouldn't say rumors, but like, you know, people say like, oh, girls have better reaction times than guys. And that's why guys don't like racing against girls. Well, that's (laughs) completely not true at all, because I have lost many races of having bad lights or (laughs) red lights. And so, you know, just stuff like that, where guys just automatically have this, you know, thought that either, you know, just because I'm a female racer, that, you know, it was handed to me or that, because I, I automatically get better reaction times that, you know, give me a handicap to the male racers and stuff like that's not true. And even, you know, I had uh, just recently posted uh, my blog the other day, and I, it was my SEMA recap from last week. And I had mentioned um, last year at SEMA show, we had put my dragster in the NGK booth at SEMA and there were so many comments of guys that would come up to me and be like, "Oh, is this your boyfriend's car?" And oh I was like, no, Dang no, that. this oh, is my car. Shit.
0: Was was <laughs> dad was dad around? No, he wasn't. Because well, I was if I was dad, I'd had somebody <laughs> yeah. had to hold me back. Why'd you just tell my daughter that girls worked hard?
1: Can I ask how young you are? I'm
2: 26. Oh, oh my man, you gosh! So check age. check
0: this out. We were honored to have and and I, I I don't know if you're familiar with a gal named Aurora Strauss, Uh She commented, she was on the show, um, she is uh, involved with, uh, she's a Harvard student, actually, um, who is racing, and we talked about this very thing, and she said, I was told I'm not cut out for this, that I'm not aggressive enough, and I am a girl. Question to you. Do you get that more from older generation or younger generation? Older. Okay. Okay. Why, I would why say think, that. Yeah,
1: I would say though too. I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm not knocking our boomers, our, our my dads and your dads.
1: I think because the older but generation doesn't evolve. If we face, well, if we face right? the facts,
0: me and Susie said something before we came on air, Megan. What I'm noticing, and I think this is cool, cool as blankety blank, blankety blank. Um, I see a movement. Wait for it of female youngsters yes now i can say i can and i'm not my male people please send me the help now it's okay right <laughs> but i see such a movement forward future with the women that are lifting and i'm not trying to be biased there's a lot i mean obviously across the board on either side but how do you feel about that i mean when when you get together with other younger talented race drivers and and for that matter mechanics uh you know well let me ask you do you see more female mechanics in the pit um not really okay all right all right but i do for drivers for drivers what's your thought on that i mean do you guys get together and say it's up to us man let's do this
2: yeah well and you know our team's a a prime example of it we have five drivers on our team and four of them are female oh nice yeah, and so you know we don't really you know pick our drivers based on their gender. It's of course, all about their of course, skill, yeah. their past experience, all that stuff. Um, but it just happens that you know they're young. They're I'm the oldest one on my team right now. They're all <laughs> low twenties, and and they're all girls. And it's just so cool. And um, you know my sister's one of them, which she's becoming like my best friend now. And
0: big shout out to Rachel Meyer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I
0: might as well mention, Julie, help me with the last name, and I I do apologize. Uh, Nates? It's Natus. Thank Natus. you. Julie Natus, yes. top alcohol dragster, Camry Caruso, top alcohol mm-hmm. dragster, and, of course, our man, Matt Sackman. Um, great team. You guys get together. You strategize?
2: Yeah, you know, and, you know, it's so cool that we're able to, you know, say, like, we're the winningest female team in drag racing, or we're, we're the quickest and fastest female team. And, um, you know, it just helps with marketing. You know, it helps get more exposure, interviews just like this. And um, it's just, it's like you said, it is growing um, as far as female drivers. Don't really see a whole lot of female mechanics coming up into the sport, um, but it, there is so many that are starting out with junior dragsters graduating into the sportsman classes of NHRA and then eventually making their way into our class. And um, I believe it was Brainerd, Minnesota that we raced at this year, which is in August, and almost half of our field was female. And I don't think that's ever happened before, and it's just so cool to see. And, And there's all different ages of women that are driving now, but most of them are younger in their low 30s and mostly 20s. And it's just so cool. And, you know, I feel like women have a different um, mindset when it comes to business and marketing than men do, who are probably more competitive and more just, you know, want to be independent and do it on their own, whereas girls are willing to, you know, work together and build it up.
1: So we're mentoring a young lady in the garage. So I'm thinking once she's ready to go... We should we should have her be on your team.
0: Well, yeah, well, <laughs> we're gonna have an interview with Mr. That's Randy right. Meyer. Yeah, <laughs> Megan, I w- I want you to hang tight because I I, I do want to cover in the next segment how you made the transition. Um, how did you go from junior dragsters to sort of this professional career? I've got a ton of questions for you Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. I came from the mud. Right on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Remember, get on to ranchnation.tv. We had Princess Borwani on from India, Echo Huang from China. We've uh, had Wayne Carini on. I think you guys would really like on your time, if you dip in and out of this live show, Or maybe the replay. Folks get busy. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. You can find us on any podcast player that uh, is your favorite. And I, you know, I want to give a shout out to Chloe. I have to mention this before we bring Megan. Uh, Chloe kind of was test driving us as an intern. And we pulled the trigger and hired Chloe. She's 18 years old. She's a female. She has such a heart to become a wrench. And uh, I will post up the picture. She made her first three-eighths ratchet purchase
1: yes from the tool truck
0: from the tool truck Mm -hmm. and i said you know what girl here's a hundred dollars boom go get some more
1: oh (laughs) and then
0: what she did is she came back with uh
1: bought lunch for the team no (laughs) no she
0: we got to teach her what tools to buy she came back with the oil filter socket says no that's the shop's responsibility (laughs) so i bought it but we'll put her on a tool program we'll actually guide her you know we'll throw a couple bucks every week megan Myers with us uh 2019 uh, dragster, alcohol dragster world champion. Big shout out to com. Welcome back. Thank you. Megan, you're a rock star. Do you, do you ever feel, do you ever pinch yourself?
2: <laughs> 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 no, I am, you know, it's so crazy, you know, ever since we won the championship um, in Charlotte, you know, I've just been so busy just go, 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 go. You know, I haven't really. It hasn't really
0: sunk in yet. Yeah, you're busy, and and it reminds me, um, good friends with Blake Alexander running the uh, parts authority rail, uh, coming out of Funny Car, right? right? Which was a big deal to go back in. He started in in uh, in the rail Top Fuel, and then Funny Car, and then he went in his he runs his own team. And you guys have an absolute huge responsibility to keep the business side up. And I will tell you, listening, support these folks because you know, it takes a lot. It takes, well, let's face it. It takes a lot of money to get on that track and compete. And as you slowly go up, so I invite you to go randymeyerracing.com. They've got some great news. Um, There's a shop on there. Um, Follow the whole team. And and Megan, I have a question, you know, before the break, and a lot of us can kind of associate where, well, I, I go back, let's just use high school. We're high school. We did our high school thing. Now we're transitioning to college. That's a big step, or yeah. out of college to our first job, or into their masters. You transitioned um, as, you know, as a junior dragster. You went on uh, to move up uh, the divisions. So D- division 4 driver of the year, division 5 rookie of the year. How did you transition from a point in time where you realized, "Holy cow, this is starting to get serious both ways, by the track and by the way of the business side of racing?" How did you manage that transition?
2: It was uh, very early on. So I would say I was still in high school and, you know, thinking about going to college, which I did um, end up going to college and I got a degree in graphic design. Nice. And, um, you know, I graduated from college in 2011. That was also the same year that I quit racing juniors. And then I moved up into the uh, super comp class. And I had an agreement with my dad. You know, we sat down and talked and he... You know, he was getting to the point where he was ready to retire from driving, and he didn't know what to do with the operation. You know, he didn't really want to get rid of it. And so we had this talk of what my future would look like, and we decided that um, he would keep racing, and then I would um, go to college and I had my super comp dragster that I could race on my own while I was still in school. There was a really small, um, just eighth-mile drag strip down there by our college. So. And my sister ended up going to the same school I did. So um, on the weekends, we would just go out there and, and race for fun. And then um, as soon as I graduated from college, then we agreed that I would get one year after college to um, not worry about getting a job, but just focus on racing. You know, give it 100% of being a full-time driver in NHRA in the top alcohol dragster class and see what happens. And that's what we did. So, um, So while I was in college, we started making test passes in the top alcohol dragster just like two or three times a year. And it wasn't until my senior year of college that I actually got my NHRA license to race in the top alcohol class. And um, and then I, I had competed in a race that summer so I could get some points because to be able to race at uh, national events, you have to have points already in the series in that class um, at a, a small divisional or regional race before you could jump up to a national. So I had to do that and you know it was so much fun i went to the finals in my very first race and i got second place and what the coolest thing was is that my dad was also racing at that race and we had the opportunity to race against each other in the final my kind of like a like a jfr
0: racing you know a little bit of that going on yeah yeah
2: yeah but he had went out in the semis so we didn't get to to race each other but it was so cool to be able to be there side by side so Um, I had graduated in the winter of, of 2015, and then 2016 was my first year in Top Alcohol Dragster. And, you know, we tried to make it, you know, as big as we could for marketing opportunities and all that stuff, and it worked out. I finished out number four in the world. I had won my first race, which just happened to be at Charlotte, and that's why it's my favorite track to race at and that's your track girl yeah (laughs) Yeah, i love it
0: i love it i love it dad i'm thinking a
2: little
0: bit more and more Susie, i'm thinking we need to adopt dad he sounds like an incredible talent oh you know i (laughs) also
1: want to know Well, with the commitment and discipline and the position that you're in right now um you know does that really postpone like dating
2: engagement marriage and family
0: that's a decent question yeah (laughs)
2: It it truly does. There's so many um, sacrifices that we have to make to be able to be on the road. I mean, and we're on the road anywhere from six to eight months in a year, just traveling race to race. And a lot of our races are not just one weekend. And that's it. It's like three or four weekends in a row. And so we're gone for almost a whole month sometimes. Yep. So forget it, guys.
1: You're not dating Megan. (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, fortunately, I am engaged. Oh, nice. Oh, congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. All right. So we got a question.
0: What do you do with that beautiful trophy? Where's that bad boy sitting or bad girl sitting?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we have a uh, a trophy room in our race shop. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we got all of my dad's trophies, my trophies, and we even cut all of our junior dragster stuff. So that's all in there together.
0: That is awesome. Again, folks, you got to get over to Randy, com. You can see the whole team over there. Uh, Also, the schedules. So lots of traveling. You're doing your thing. Take us to the track. You're ready to hit second round in between rounds. What are you doing, Megan, between rounds?
2: You know trying to stay calm um you know and i i enjoy working on the cars with the guys um if they need my help i can jump in there and help them um you know nowadays we have enough help that they don't really need me anymore but you know i have my set duties that i do which is putting fuel in the car um packing the parachutes downloading all the data that's collected from the car and putting it um into our race pack which pulls up a big graph on the computer and tells us you know engine rpm dry shafts cylinders oil pressure all that stuff and you know just try to help out wherever i can i don't want to just sit down and do nothing you know because i will get i don't want to get bored but also you know don't want to get antsy so i you know whatever I can to help out in the pits. And then, of course, talking to the fans, you know, signing autographs for them, taking pictures, whatever they want to give them, you know, a better experience at the track.
0: Yeah, and I tell you, the the race community, uh, in fact, I, I would say generally all motorsports is, uh, unlike some of the other sports, let's face it, I mean, even football now is kind of standoffish. And sometimes basketball, you hear about these horrible fan experiences. Speaking of fan experiences, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, Megan, you're going to be out at the Indiana Convention Center Performance racing industry out of Indianapolis uh, mid December 12th to 14th. Yeah,
2: yes, we are. I will be there um, with my teammate Julie, and um, we're going to be doing appearances and autographs um, mostly at the NGK Sparkplugs booth.
0: So, Dad, you mentioned Dad is like in that retirement mode. What is Dad doing now? I mean, I imagine he's behind the scenes or is he actively up front? I mean, what's Dad doing after 35 years of some amazing driving in that drag race strip over the years
2: no he is just behind the scenes now so his last race was in mid-2016 and it was the Jakes all-stars which is the biggest race that we race in um every year you have to um just be able to qualify for the race you have to accumulate so many points during a year and so that was his final um event that he did a couple of years ago and so now he just is the tuner you know He tells all the guys what they need to do. He looks at all the data from the cars and determines what he'll change on the tune-up. And, you know, he still works on the cars. The race shop is at his house. So nights and weekends, he's out there tinkering. And, you know, he's still heavily involved. He just doesn't drive anymore. And he really doesn't even have the desire to drive anymore because it's just too um, distracting for him to be able to worry about driving and then what the car is going to do you know did the guys tighten all the lines and stuff like that so he stepped away from driving and that's allowed us to bring on um our rental drivers to be able to drive the car that he drove
0: we're going to talk to you about rental drivers because that's interesting but you ever find yourself giving dad advice
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes i have two all the time especially <laughs> when it comes to technology oh, okay. oh man and he he's such a baby about it now he knows how to send texts and emails so like is, he, he is
0: dad on instagram <laughs> speaking of instagram where are you guys i want to send you some instagram love give us some instagram uh accounts
2: where can thank we- you we are on instagram at randy meyer racing and then i am on there at megan meyer dot racing
0: yeah let's give some support for our family um, you mentioned rental drivers. Talk to us about that. What What is that?
2: So we started that program way back in uh, 2002. And, you know, it was just people that really want to race that, you know, maybe they race in other sportsman classes, but they just can't afford to be able to own a whole top alcohol operation. Which wow. Is very wow. I love that. Wow. Just the, the expense of maintaining the car, you know, tearing it down and replacing parts every single round. Whereas other classes don't do that. You know, they just got to charge the battery and fill up it with gas and that's about it. So it's, it's very expensive to run in our class and not everyone can afford it. So we opened up the driver's seat to allow people, whether it's one race or all of them, to be able to have a chance to get that opportunity to drive. So,
0: Um, Man, buku, buku, buku love for that. I mean, that, you talk about taking what I imagine is, um, and I'm speaking for my, well, I'm speaking for my daughter who's 10. She may be on the edge about doing anything like this. Hey, come on, let's go. We're going to test drive this one.
1: That would be fun.
0: That would put the spirit in that belly. I love that you guys do that. How do folks find out about that? Where do we send them?
2: Um, well, we really don't have uh, anything online about it. It's okay. really just more about uh, personal connections, and um, a lot of it is just track experience. So we have um, an application process that we go through in-house once we get someone, you know, that says that they would like to drive. But we have to make sure they've gone certain speeds before that They've made a certain amount of laps on the track before. Yeah, you're you not know, just getting that has in a there. Good yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, it's great that you guys do that. Um, where are you guys headquartered at?
2: We're in Kansas City, Kansas.
0: Grew up in Kansas.
2: Yep, I still live in the same small town that I grew up in.
0: You ever go back and people are like, "Hey, that's Megan." Maya <laughs> I mean, you grew um, up in town, right? You yeah. know, and you feel like a celebrity out there. I was going to say, maybe.
2: Yeah. Not really. No, it's just a an old uh, farm town. And so it's very um, quiet, you know, automotive, motorsports isn't really huge in our town. So but it's kind of nice to get a break from, from all that.
0: That is peace. And I, and I will tell you what we see. We see a lot of folks from L.A. who want to just dip away from all the paparazzi kind of stuff. Yeah. They'll come to <laughs> Phoenix. They'll hide up in yep. Scottsdale or Paradise Valley and and I, 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 um, I understand what you're saying, and, and you need that. And so part of that balance is, you know, finding things to release. How are you kind of zenning out and releasing? What, what are you doing on the side to sort of regenerate?
2: I love, um, you know, just being outside, whether it's camping, hiking, um, riding a razor around, um, mountain bikes, uh, hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Anything I can do just to disconnect from my phone and from people, you know, get out in nature and just, you know, be I by think, myself. I think Megan should go to Kodiak,
1: Alaska. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this time of year, but um, Megan, right? I, you know, we talked a little bit about sort of the changes happening uh, behind the wheel, and I think in general, like with NHRA, but still maintaining family roots and tradition, and the fans love that pit experience and and watching uh, the runs. Where where do you kind of, you know, in talking to some other drivers and, and other teams, where do you see NHRA going in the next five years? I mean, are there any changes you can share with us that that would be happening to enhance the fan experience, or where do you think it's going in five years or so?
2: Uh, it's definitely growing, so especially compared to NASCAR, which um, on our side of things, we see NASCAR is going downhill and NHRA going uphill. So NHRA is doing a lot more to provide um, videos for fans online with their NHRA TV where they can log in and watch the entire race without even having to be there. Um, They're doing a lot more with the sportsman classes, which they still don't do enough for us, but they um, are opening it up more to us where they're giving us more exposure, which we need that for sponsors. And and they need us there because we're paying 90% of the entry fees. And so, um, you know, they're doing everything that they can to allow teams to be able to get more video footage on the track like before. You could, you were not allowed to take a video of your run and put it on social media according to an HR rule. So I've been they're, there. They're I, being, I've
0: experienced that. You know, we do a lot of film works and yeah, there's like there's only a few exclusive uh, arrangements on that track.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they should, know, should open you pay it up. A whole lot of money to them. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I think they're going in the right direction. Um, they're doing you know what they can to bring in other different types of drag racing, um, other series in their sport. I mean, like they've had street outlaw guys come out to um drag racing so just to try to open it more up yeah. audience
0: yeah i was stunned you know we had um boosted gt on from street outlaws and and you know i watch a show once in a while i mean i'm not in all reality i'm not well you're too busy it. well no i'm just saying <laughs> but i realized holy cow this show's been around for 14 years yeah, so yeah. i mean there's a serious movement so it's it's cool to see that the powers that be sort of maybe forward thinking marketers for the future, including great drivers like yourself. I mean you're I know Blake Alexander, you, many in this sport, a lot of that time is spent trying to figure out how we can market our teams. Right. So this is really cool that they're opening up, as you said, for drivers to okay, I've got a video of what we're doing here. Let's get it up. Yep. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. Um I remind you, uh, Megan Meyer Racing, get on to Instagram, Megan Meyer. Is that Megan Meyer Racing correct? Let me get this right. I'm trying to look this up. I know you told us.
2: Um, there's a dot. So it's Megan Meyer at dot racing for Thank you. Instagram and Facebook and my website.
0: Yeah. And we'll share that on uh, Wrench Nation. What do you tell a young female that's been told, no, you can't get on over here? You can't mess with automotive or welding or as a female driver. I'm sure you've you've met them. What do you what mm-hmm. do you tell someone like that that's just been told no?
2: I tell them, you know, just prove them wrong. Just do your thing. If this is what you want to do, then you will make it happen. And you know, it's kind of that simple. Yep, it's a mindset.
0: I think so. And we hear mm-hmm. that time and time again um, with just some amazing uh, female talent whether it's uh you know someone that's an automotive artist or uh, a lot of drivers you know Lynn St. James right and, and it's it's really cool because um I I don't think um as an industry I and mean, I speaking on the automotive industry stride I think we did a horrible job in the mm-hmm. past you know in many friends so it's nice to see a refreshing movement Megan are we going to see you in top fuel where are you going
2: um no okay. I <laughs> have no aspirations to move up to top fuel okay why? Um, just to be with my family. You know, um, one day this team will be mine. I think so. Um, you know, I want to stay with it, with my parents, with my sister, as long as I can.
0: You rock, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. Cool. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. I, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, NHRA's fastest sportsman, female, 2019 NHRA World Champ. Man, that's a that's an honor. Uh, get on the Instagram. You worked very hard for that, uh, Megan, and I I know this is the first time you've been on our show and we haven't like physically met Susie and I and our Ranch Nation family, but we do want to thank you, man. You're inspiring a ton of people and you've got a, a lot of great aspirations to uh, continue that track, so we want to thank you for all you do.
2: No, thank you for this opportunity. I'm glad to have been on.
0: And we're going to find you on the track. Well, we'll we got to get you a Ranch Nation hat.
2: <laughs> yes we do i would love that <laughs> yeah
0: you rock man we so thank you megan meyer 2019 nhra world champion top alcohol dragster also the winningest female thank you so much for hanging with the Ranch nation show thank you guys have a great evening thanks megan rock on record holder 285 miles an hour 5.11 seconds three-time driver of the year and a bow hunter Oh really? Yeah, that's on the Instagram profile wow. Megan Meyer dot Racing. Uh, I tell you, I don't care who you are, man. It's good to get refreshing folks—not perfect folks, but folks that have been in the trenches and never gave up. And and a part of our platform, man. If you're listening, we love. We we are passionate about bringing you uh, these incredible folks, and so help support Megan Meyer dot Racing. Also, uh. Big shout out to Dad. He's a champ. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna adopt Dad. I gotta meet Dad. He sounds like a, he's an amazing cat.
1: Well, he's busy learning technology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> RandyMeyerRacing dot um, Go check that out. There's a ton of events, and they stay busy. Uh, give them some support. Uh, they're uh, an amazing team and an amazing family. Uh, if you see them out there on the track. So I want to remind you guys real quick. Tomorrow, Chandler people, my local people, Chandler. It's not too late autonomous vehicle symposium is going to be going on learn how the institute for autonomous mobility is planning to make the state of arizona a national leader for development and testing of well autonomous vehicles people that's happening so cool. it is really cool so you can get on i'll post it on uh, facebook after i get off wrench nation love to meet you out there on social media catch us wrench nation get on to wrench man join our tribe Uh, We got some spectacular shows coming up. Some surprises. (laughs) Yes, we got surprises over the holidays. We're going to join you. Be safe. Never, never forget to hug a mechanic. Rock on.